Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Sabres Live is presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. We are back, and we firmly believe it is Thursday. Welcome to Sabres Live here on WGR and MSG. Marty, some days I just can't believe we're on the air. Like, I mean, I'm, my my mind is elsewhere. I'm looking out into Bandit Land and the party in the plaza, which is oh. going to happen at 5 today. Um, a very, very minor part of me is distracted by the potential for Game 4 in the Calder Cup tonight. After you mentioned uh, Podorowski the other day, of course, Coachella Valley fell flat and and lost in overtime. So now it's a series. It could have been the Firebirds on the cusp of hoisting the Calder Cup tonight, but no, that's not going to happen. And of course, we are in the season of rumors and rumors and rumors and layers and layers and layers of things that have to get done by NHL teams by certain dates, right? Qualify guys, arbitration possibilities, uh, um, what was the one tomorrow? Buyout window. Buyout you know, all that, tomorrow. All that stuff. Like, And then imminently, you will be seeing us rolling out draft coverage on our Sabres social channels and website. And of course, here on Sabres Live as we build towards the draft. And we'll be in Nashville starting on the 26th of June. So it's a. I find it a very challenging time for my brain because part of it says unplug because the cup has been awarded, but then that's just not the reality. Like there's so most actually people, a gazillion things going on. Most people are like, oh, now that the cup is finished, you guys are going to start slowing down. I'm like, uh, no, this actually speeds up. The cup is easy. We talk about the game, the players, and yeah. it's like the stories write themselves. In the playoffs, you got games all the time. It writes themselves. Now is like when you have to dig in. Now you have to find out like, oh, who could be potentially on the buyout list in the next, you know, like week or so? It starts tomorrow and it's open until the 30th of June. I doubt that players are going to get bought out right away. There may be like some time where teams are going to look and try to trade certain players mm -hmm. and see if there's a possibility. But you could see some guys getting bought out right away. And then that means what? Well, oh, more rumors. Is this player a fit for the Buffalo Sabres or for any other team? Uh, arbitration election that's going to be coming up. Uh, you know, um, qualifying offer. You already saw yeah. the Flyers sending out qualifying offers to certain players. It's going to be well, to trickle or in. more specifically, not qualifying or not qualifying. Yes, yeah, right. certain players. Yeah. So that's going to start trickling in. So now this is fun. At the draft, it's crazy, and then it like this year because of we're still a little bit delayed on the regular schedule. There's yeah. two days. Between the draft and free agency, 
right? And and it starts like it's Tuesday, Wednesday, or Wednesday, Thursday is the draft, and Saturday's free agency. Right. And the it awards, happens really the awards in Nashville precede the draft. And yeah, then, on Tuesday yeah. night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, it happens really fast. And then we have development camp in Buffalo. So it's like, oh, let's see the. Pre- we still have at least a month to a month and a half or heavy rumors, speculation, news, um, and it's gonna keep going. So yeah, this is yeah. fun. This is great, yeah. and that's why we have Darren Dreger as always um, in our Thursday time slot, but even more heightened because of all of what we've just talked about. By the way, that Monday is the award show, not Tuesday in Nashville. So I defer last week on Friday was Thursday and the next week, Monday is Tuesday. I have no idea what days of the week it is. So was I, I think right like, when I started the show, cause I did want to affirm we are Thursday, Thursday today, which yes. might put us in a better place for Shana tomorrow. I just want to, you know, Yes, Shayna's always on Friday. How did I miss that last week when you said, are we Friday today? I'm like, no, we're Thursday. Yes, Shayna's on Friday. Dregs is on Thursday. You know what else? I remember to tell my kid last night, put the garbage on the side of the road because garbage day is Thursday because we missed it the week before because of Memorial Day and it was a day after. It was like just crazy. So yes, I am not sure what day of the week it is. I just know I got to be on with you at noon and that's all I care about. So when we're encouraging our audience today, hit us up at Sabres Live. Topics that are on your mind, names that are on your mind that you would like Darren Dreger to dive into and offer what he can at this point in time. Of course, I don't know if you had this feeling after yesterday's show, but I felt like, and I don't want to say unexpectedly, because I think we're always like, we speak from the heart and we're very passionate about what we talk about every day. But did you not find that yesterday we got really deeply into it when it came to team construction, Oh, how Vegas was built, what needs, you know, like I just, I walked away from that going like, we really emptied it out here. Like there was, there was a lot to be said about how Vegas was able to win their cup and how you look at how teams need to build towards that. So I'm, I'm as fired up today as I was yesterday, I think, and and I want our audience to be able to engage that way as well, and not only bring the passion, of course, this hour, but then carry it over into Banditland tonight at the pl- party in the plaza and just keep rolling it from uh, 5 o'clock onwards up to uh, the game at Salem Field tonight as we celebrate the Bisons and lacrosse with a little baseball this evening. I'm still hooked on the amount of risk that the Vegas Golden Knights took. Like I talked about Jack Eichel and Mark Stone and, and even their coaches, right. And they, the fact that they went from Gallant to DeBoer to now Bruce Cassidy. Uh, But there was other major risks that they took um, in building their, their team, even Barbashev. I mean, this is a big risk. They went and acquired Barbashev, which ends up being probably the best, deadline acquisition of them all obviously you win the cup right that's important Mm -hmm. but this was a pure rental let's go let's get a player because we have a good team and we are sliding right under the radar for most people that are talking Edmonton and that are talking Colorado and are talking Dallas and are talking all these other teams let's go get somebody that will impact our group and take a risk and you know what we probably won't have the money to sign them but that's not a big deal. Let's go out and win a cup. That's just the way it is. But as soon as you say that, everybody now should be thinking you always have money. It's always there. You just have to find a way around it. And that may or may not be true. 
we have just been presented with enormous examples of ways to get around things in the last four years. I guess that it's, sets up a really good this or that duffer. Because okay. I believe that you probably have money for either Aiden Hill or Ivan Barbashev. Which one yeah. do you allocate the money to? Well, right? I, I think That's... I've said it before. I think the way Vegas operates is I don't expect either of them, quite <clears throat> frankly, to be back. I mean, they don't have to. They're Vegas. They can do what they want. And now they can do so by saying we're going to add to our total of cups, which is one in the first six years. One thing we didn't talk about uh, because the news broke yesterday right after we were done and after all that talk of passion, I have to tell you, I was in a state of sorrow from two o'clock onward. And that was a uh, good friend. Mike Weber has left the uh, building, the Blue Cross Arena, and will find himself in San Jose. So the gateway back to the NHL St. for Louis. Mike is in St. Louis. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> I'm 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 really excited for him to be reunited with basically his de facto brother and Steve Ott on the Craig Berube coaching staff. And um, it's a huge opportunity and it's well-earned. I mean, you talked about this yesterday when it came to Patrick Waugh, right? Was in the NHL and went back to junior for a long time. Well, all Mike has done is follow the steps that we traditionally expect to see, right? Dove into junior hockey, went to the American Hockey League. Now he's going to the NHL as an assistant. These are all very logical steps. And obviously St. Louis is in a very interesting time organizationally as well. Commitments to, you know, some certain contract, enough about them, but just best of luck to Mike Weber. Honestly, had a quick ex text exchange with him yesterday. I'm really excited for him. It's a big, so, big chance. So here's why I feel that, you know, Kevin Adams and Jason Carmanos and the whole organization what I love, um, and I think this should be the role of a lot of organizations around not just the NHL, but in sports in general, you're always trying to get people to a better place, right? So like Mike Weber joined the Rochester Americans coaching staff, which was a great staff. Seth Appert, Michael Pekka, Mike Weber, great staff. But they have personal aspiration. Give them the tools to be able to develop them and mm -hmm. get them on their way. If it's not with you, which it could be, a logical step would be to continue to grow inside the organization. But if it's not there, give them the tools to go somewhere else and yeah. be the better version of themselves. And that that doesn't only go to the players and the coaching staff, but everybody. You got video coach, right? You got trainers. You got equipment managers. You got everything. Give them the tools and help them develop themselves into the, the best version they can be and to move on. And I think that if I know Kevin Adams and Jason Carmanos and the way that the staff works together is that they are excited, happy, and they probably helped Webby get to there. Right. There's a selfish way that you can go about and you say, I want you to stay with us. And I'm sure they, they don't want to lose an asset like Mike Weber. But at the same time, they're helping him get into the NHL and get into a bigger role. And that is fantastic. Well, Seth and uh, Michael should feel better today because the best looking member of the coaching staff has moved on. So now they the, the two oh, of them can butt heads. This for is like... This is going to be hot topic when we get set or pecs back on the show. I don't know, man, that going away picture of Webby. I'm like, guy's got it going. Like he's just, he, oh, he's, yeah. he's got it. it. It was really great. Anyway, best of luck to, uh, to Webby and 
still saber related very quickly but well deserved because he's also been a friend of the show gave us one of our greatest podcasts ever congratulations to jerry Meehan, former player former captain former general manager for his induction into the Greater Buffalo Sports Hall of Fame. Could not be more well-deserved when you think of everything he's given to this community, quite frankly. It's not just his time with the Sabres. The fact that he stayed here and has taken his education level and his experience and has given back through his teaching and stuff like that is so impressive and can only imagine how many people he has steered in the direction of sports management and, and things of that nature. So... Congratulations, Jerry. It was a really nice to see, uh, you know, honor yesterday. A very great honor, well-deserving. And I'll tell you this, and I don't have the date right off the top of my head, but I know in August we're doing our Sabres Alumni Golf Tournament. Mm -hmm. uh, it's actually going to be at Niagara Country Club this year. It has been oh. at Park for many, many years, but we're uh, moving to a different location. It's going to be awesome. Um, but You're trying to get Dudley to show up? Um, maybe, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Lewis, Lewiston guy, right? It's so. a Lewiston guy. All these guys up there, but no, it's going to be a, a great event. But for those that, you know, uh, I've supported the Sabres and the Sabres alumni for, for many, many years, I feel that the wine and beer now event and the mm -hmm. golf tournament are two of the best events you can go to because of the guys that support it, the alumni that come back. Uh, but one of the highlights of my year is always a golf tournament and we have an alumni Sabres alumni meeting beforehand, all the players that are in town, Rob Ray is our president of the alumni and he says a few words, but often he will defer to Jeremy and he'll say, and Jerry's here and he wants to talk about uh, sometimes it's uh, life insurance or health insurance and things that he's working with, with the, the uh, NHL Alumni Player Association and things like that. And Jerry is so smart and so well-spoken. Yep. And I sit there and I like jaw drop to the floor and I'm like listening and I'm taking it all in because he's he's had that impact on, on many players um, when he was in the game and out of the game. He's fantastic. So a great honor for Jeremy and to be inducted in that Hall of Fame. Through the current NHL and the carousel that was coaches may have wound to a halt. Peter Laviolette. This feels like weeks old news now, but we've been so yes. busy talking about other things. <laughs> Laviolette to the Rangers. A thought or two? Look, I... Okay, I got to be careful with my words here. I don't want to get radioed or social media or anything like that. <laughs> I love it. I am not a huge Peter Laviolette fan, um, <laughs> but... Here's in talking to Shayna Goldman a couple of weeks ago, she made a point to say a lot of time it's who you bring as assistant, right? That can round up the system, the power play, the penalty kill. I think Peter Laviolette could be a great bench boss, right? A guy that is got a, a really strong posture and guys listen to and rolls with an iron fist. And I like those type of guys. I don't like the way his teams have played. I don't like the way that they play man-to-man -man in the defensive zone. I don't like the way that they run around. I, I've not liked the way that the Peter Laviolette teams have played over the last few years. Mm -hmm. But maybe it's not on Laviolette. Maybe it's on, look, he's given assistant coach a way to – to maybe set the system up, I think ultimately it's always the head coach. So 
I look at the Rangers and I'm saying, ugh, I don't love Peter Laviolette for the Rangers. Why? Because they already play so loose. What, do you want to get a coach that plays even looser and is going to give up more scoring chances and you're going to rely more on Igor Shosturkin? Like, I don't want that for the Rangers. I want them to dial it up a little bit. But he's had success. You can't deny that he's had success in many organizations, especially in the first couple of years that he's been there. So... Mm-hmm. The, the window for the Rangers is now and find a guy that can get the best out of your players now. And so I look at Chris Drury. He had success and really liked working under uh, uh, a Bob Hartley, a Mark Crawford, a Lindy Ruff, uh, you know, and I'm like, well, maybe that's the type of coach. He wants a guy that's tough. And then he brought in Peter LaViolette. So I see the fit. I just, want to see an evolve Peter LaViolette behind the bench, not the guy that was in Washington and then before that Nashville and before that Philly and whatnot. Are you looking forward to Rangers devils games even more now? Well, um, Lindy, Lindy and, and Peter Lav- don't like each other very much. And uh, there could be a, I, I when you talk Rangers Devils, I go back to John Tortorella, Pete DeBoer, when mm-hmm. they would yell at each other on the other side of the glass. And when we started the one game at the Garden with all five people on the ice fighting, mm-hmm. and they were going at each other, Lindy and Peter Laviolette, it's like water and vinegar or water, no, oil and no, water. No, 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 oil and water. Oil and water. Yeah. Oil and water. <laughs> it's like oil and water. Put that on a T-shirt. Um, but yes, uh, that doesn't mix very well. Well, that's one thing to look forward to. Another name that came out of, um, uh, relative hibernation, but it's really important because we, I think, because we've talked about goaltenders so much, Mm -hmm. especially very recently with everything that's gone on in Columbus and making over their defense core. And after last year, bringing in Johnny Gaudreau and extending Patrick Laine. How were they going to help Elvis Merzlikens, who has yes. so much term left on his deal? I think it is very, very easy to overlook in the last 20 years of the NHL, one of the more consistent, soft-spoken netminders and successful ones at that. In Nicholas Backstrom. Yes. And now he is, after working over in Europe for them, is now going to be their goaltender coach. What's your take on that? And am I overblowing it a little bit? <laughs> no, I think it's a significant hire for the Columbus Blue Jackets. Now let's go back a few years here. Um, and I felt like Elvis Mislikens has always been this really talented goaltender, such natural abilities in the crease of movement and flexibility. And Unfortunately, there's a really tough incident that happened in the summer of 2021. I think that was two years ago um, where um, um, Kev Lennox passed away at a 4th of July party at Manny Legacy's house, right? Manny Legacy Mm -hmm. was the goalie coach. I've said for a while now that I think that Elvis Merzlikens needs um, a change of scenery because everything that he's enduring in Columbus right now probably reminds him of his good friend and the goalie coach that is with him. No fault to man legacy. Great guy. And, and an unfortunate incident, but you're seeing it every day. Right. Mm-hmm. And now I feel like Columbus not only looked at the on ice product, but also the personal 
and human side of Elvis, the person, and said, look, we need to help him and gear him, like get him away from always having that reminder, right? And so mm-hmm. I feel like Nicholas Backstrom, number one, was a very solid person. Although mm-hmm. I've talked to him a couple of times, great human being, mm-hmm. uh, really good goaltender. And he comes from a background of all these European teachings, right? And the new European waves of goaltenders. So mix that with the Russian way of goaltending, and it's kind of one of the same. Mm-hmm. So I think that it will work well for Columbus and Elvis Merzlikens with Nick Backstrom being hired as their goalie coach. And it's going to help Elvis on the human side too. And and I, I don't know Elvis, never talked to him, but the perception I got and just hearing him speak, news uh, interviews, is that he looked like he's still... Um, I, I want to say in pain from the last few years and what what's happened. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else that has developed in the short term in your mind or in in reality here as it pertains to that goaltending? Um, you know, I, we can call it a carousel. If the coaching one has stopped, maybe the the entire emphasis is on the goalie one right now. Especially, <laughs> sorry, I feel like Taylor Swift. I think I just inhaled a fly. Just in a um, tasty, um, tasty. It was great. <laughs> But is there anything, you know, fresh on the on the goalie circuit for you? Well, what is fresh on this goalie circuit for me is that with the buyout window that's coming up, um, what team is trying to free up some cap space to be able to resign certain maybe RFAs before July 1? Because mm-hmm. we know that the Boston Bruins and Jeremy Swayman, for example, um, have a deadline. Because if Swayman gets to July 1 and if the Boston can't free up space – to be able to sign Jeremy Swayman, he is a prime candidate for an offer sheet. And, you know, I know people that I had the debate on, on social media because I joined Dregs, who is beyond with 1230, M and Ray for their podcast. And I talked about Jeremy Swayman. People are like, well, but Swayman has to sign the offer sheet. I'm like, I know people. But Jeremy Swayman is kind of stuck behind Lena Solmark right now in a way. And he not only would be looking at being a clear-cut number one somewhere, but also make make money. Like, have a great contract that could come along with it. And I think that is the prime situation for him to be able to get both. So, But the Boston Bruins have to free up some space. I think that's the first, I don't want to say that's the first domino to fall, but that is a probably the biggest domino to get going. Because they're not going to Steve... let, they won't let it get there, right? Well, did they have much of a choice uh if well, you look they, at the... if they present a good offer to the player the player will accept it before free agency rolls around and the potential for offer sheets exist right okay, that's the, my the... that's my point remember we were talking about seattle the other day yes and like where they like the reality they have and we were you know it, it's tongue-in-cheek off the cuff whatever it is with will borgen whenever i mention him like part of me is serious part of me is not obviously but they could conceivably sign Will to three times three and still have oodles of cap space, even after giving Vince Dunn seven million a year. Yeah. They could still yeah. do this. So my point is, is they're probably we're never going to see a moment where Will Borgen is even going to be in a position to sign an offer sheet because they can do their business. They can get it done before July 1st. They will probably lock Will up on a multi-year deal at a number that he and his camp like. And I think Boston would presumably, even if they have sign and trade aspirations, 
I would think they would do it before we get find ourselves in this so offer sheet world, right? Here's the difference. Seattle Kraken have projected cap space right now, according to Cap Friendly, of $20 million. Plus yes. the 10% you can go over in the summertime. So that's an added $8.3 million, right? They mm -hmm. have $28 million. Yeah. Obviously, it doesn't matter who comes in with an offer sheet and negotiate an offer sheet with a guy like Will Borgen. The, the Seattle Kraken are like, yeah, we can definitely sign that. The Boston Bruins have... $4.9 million of projected cap space, according to Cap Friendly, mm -hmm. plus another $8 million for the summer 10% rule. Mm -hmm. So let's say they have about $13 million, right? They have seven players, seven forwards signed. Are they going to try to re-sign Terry Bertuzzi? What is of Patrice Bergeron? What is of David Krejci and all of mm -hmm. it? And... If a team is able to negotiate something with Jeremy Swayman at 6.1, 6.2 million, let's see. Why would you six, ever go that high? I'm just saying because 6.4 is the threshold. Anything over 6.4, now it becomes multiple picks. Under 6.4 is a first and a third. Okay. So I'm saying. Right. But that's, that's what I'm, Boston's going to do this before it ever gets there. They'll let, like, right? I mean, are he, they going to pay him? He's never making more than Olmark. His body well, of work isn't big enough. Exactly what I'm saying is that Boston is not going to offer Jeremy Swayman more than Olmark. But your agent, if your agent is doing the right job, okay, and this again, it's like put the blinders on if you're, you know, the league and whatever. But Can you the keep agent, that look? Right there. I'll talk like yeah. this the next five. Sorry for people on radio. I'm I'm covering my eyes right now. I'm like the monkey see thing statue. <laughs> um <laughs> That's exactly what it is. Oh that is exactly what it is. Uh, so see no evil uh, monkey statue. But uh, if you're the, the agent of Jeremy Swayman, you're having talks right now with all other teams about all your players. And you're like, hey, I also have a goalie in Boston that you guys might be interested. What? Oh, yeah. Okay. Like you have those type of feelers out there to see if there's a team because – if I'm a team in need of a 24-year-old goalie that I think is going to be really good and I think Swayman's going to be really good and is a number one goaltender, what is it to pay him $5.5 .5 a year? It's nothing. But it's more and than all, Mark. I know, exactly. I'm saying a team to come in with an offer sheet at $5.5 million, Boston's right. not going to do that. Okay, but I'm saying Boston will sign him hypothetically for five times five in the next two weeks and know that they can move him at that number at any point there, there's could. no sense in them risking because they'll get a better deal trading him when he's at five times five than having to deal with compensation of an offer sheet right yeah but again presumably so jeremy swayman would not have trade protection right because he would have to wait three more years because he can have a no trade clause mm -hmm. so you're not controlling the trade your agent should be doing the homework right now and finding out if you could get five and a half to six million somewhere else as an offer right. sheet so if the boston Bruins come in and say hey we've given you five times five you're jeremy swimming you say i don't want it i don't see that's thank you that's exactly i was i was pushing you down that path to say exactly that so the fact that it's now coming from you really makes this a fascinating process because it's never as easy just to say, eh, lock him up and then trade him later. The player and the agent do have a say in this. And if they're reading the tea leaves correctly, they can put themselves in a position to it's leverage. It's the same thing with an offer sheet, right? Like, oh, offer yeah. sheet, this guy. Well, yeah, okay, but you have to come up with an agreement. He has to mm -hmm. come 
want to come to you uh, and and they're doing their homework. So Swayman to me is interesting. And I think that's the biggest domino because let's say you're the LA Kings and you're looking at a goaltender and you say, you know what? Jeremy Swayman would work well here. Let's talk to the agent. We can't do anything until July 1st. So that means we can't trade for a goalie at the draft mm -hmm. and we're going to put all our eggs in maybe that basket that could be Jeremy Swayman if they miss out on, you know, maybe a, a, a tradable goaltender, a Connor Hallebuck or UC Soros that was rumored to maybe go to LA. Um, mm -hmm. Then you, you better make sure that you get your Jeremy Swayman or then you fall off and now you're looking at Varlamov, Freddie Anderson, John, you know, maybe it's a trade of John Gibson. Like mm -hmm. you, you have to make sure everybody's doing the homework right now because you don't want to be caught, you know, blindsided in on July 1st or July 3rd. And now you're yeah. stuck without a goalie. T minus four and a half hours till the party in the plaza in bandit land. As Ooh. we celebrate championship number five for Buffalo at five, see the timing there. It's absolutely perfect. Yes. They'll eventually walk up Washington, go to the game tonight. Plenty of Bison's festivities, uh, Bandits festivities at the Bison's game. And we look forward to seeing you uh, throughout the entirety of the evening. We'll tease you with a little bit more on the Bandit side of things as we continue on Sabres Live. And know this, it is Thursday. Darren Dreger is next <laughs> on Sabres Live. Stay with us. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. If we had to do the running of the bases at the uh, Bisons, who would be the fastest base runner? Like go around all, like touch them all and come home. Who would be the fastest? Probably say Bucky. <laughs> no, I don't know. I was going to say Mickey. I was going to say Mickey or. I'll say Klutz then. That's not likely to happen, but here's the thing. Maybe it does happen tonight. When you go to the Bisons game and we celebrate the Bandits' latest championship, you have no idea what to expect other than the Bandits' championship celebration begins in the plaza outside KeyBank Center at 5 tonight. They'll be on stage player appearances, of course. The Bandits will be there. There's going to be so much fun happening. And, of course, then up Washington Street we go to Salem Field. Dane Smith, first pitch, 6.30. Cal Buchanan's predicting a ball. 
And uh, I don't know, Marty, whether there will be live odds available on this, but we know that the Summer of Dane is already underway. It's the Bisons and the Mets tonight at 7.05. NLL Cup trophy photo opportunities at Salem Field until 8 p.m. Can't wait for all of it to unfold. Now, joining us from a lacrosse hotbed, none other than our hockey insider, Darren Dreger from TSN. Hi, Dregs. Hey, how are you? One of my biggest regrets. Okay, back in the day, my son was playing both lacrosse and hockey, as most people in this part of Ontario do, uh, and felt like he had to focus more on hockey, which was ridiculous. He didn't. He should have been playing baseball. I mean, you know, the age-old argument. Um, But now some of his 2001 buddies have gone on to, you know, terrific lacrosse careers. I think of... uh, young Adam Potter, who's uh, at Loyola and some of these other very, very good players. But yeah, I've, I've watched more than my share of lacrosse games that uh, did or didn't involve my son. Well, what's the biggest uh, talking point we should dive into today? Marty, why don't you steer Dregs here based on everything we've canvassed from our audience so far at Sabres <laughs> Live this afternoon? Well, I'm going to start with a bit of a curveball, Dregs, because um, last week you said, oh, Kevin Adams, general manager Kevin Adams, would be looking to shore up the, the decor more than a goalie. Like, it's a defense. Yeah. And then there's rumblings of Brett Pesci maybe being available from Carolina. Like, what's what's going on there? Why would they do yeah. that, number one? And could that be a fit in Buffalo? Well, look, it's, it's all uh, contract related with Brett Pesci, right? And when you look at the roster of the Carolina Hurricanes, what you don't see is big, long contracts. You just don't, for the most part, right? Uh, So I'm sure that there's going to be a continued back and forth between the Brett Pesci camp and Don Waddell and the Carolina Hurricanes. But we know that they've engaged, at least in some trade dialogue, conversation with clubs. And Brett Pesci would tick a lot of boxes. Um, You know, the worry would be whether you're Carolina or Buffalo or any team that's able to land Pesci. Okay, what does that extension look like? You know, it's not as simple as saying, okay, Brett Pesci is the right fit for the Buffalo Sabres. As a player, you can see how he might help the team and how he might be a decent fit. But beyond that, you have to uh, engage in the negotiation. So I would say that Brett Pesci would be one of of a handful, maybe a number of defensemen that Kevin Adams would be looking at, but it's not an overly deep market because again, teams with top four D um, unless you're going through a full retool rebuild, you know, they're unlikely available. So he's got work to do. I was just going to, I was just thinking and daydreaming of a Joe Pesci montage on the the jumbotron when Brett Pesci would score a goal. And I think that would be awesome. Bring all the, uh, uh, lethal weapons moments when uh, Joe Pesci is on there, and that would be fantastic. <laughs> Drags, are you are you feeling like because of what you just stated about top four D? Are you feeling like the price has gone up because of how the marketplace has unfolded in the last uh, week and a half, two weeks? Yeah, probably Duffer, but the the price is always high on that type of player, right? Mm-hmm. And and normally it's it's a team like Buffalo that's completely on the upswing or a team like the Oilers who fell short, as an example, losing to the Vegas Golden Knights and looking at that stand of trees on, on defense for the Golden Knights and going, okay, well, in a big way, that's how you win a, a Stanley Cup. We need to get one of those or a couple of those. So it's really, really difficult. Um, you know, now another name I'll throw out there that's kind of been speculated on and they haven't quite decided yet, but I think that... The Calgary Flames will find out more on what the direction Noah Hannafin is 
in mm-hmm. the very near future. So, you know, there are names out there, right? There are, and there are guys who potentially are in play, but you you really even, the, the shopping general managers can't be certain of who is in play uh, until you, you get to that place. And maybe it's, you know, the draft in Nashville or even on the draft floor where clubs have opportunities that maybe they weren't expecting or didn't know about until then where you can strike because they're trying to facilitate another move. Okay, I'm going to ask this one. Uh, Sorry, Duffer, because Mike George, 83 on Twitter, is asking, because we ask people on social media, do you have questions for Dregs? Bring them up. And I think this is pretty good because it, again, is with the Sabres and they're moving forward. Uh, basically, quick, really quick, what's the market for Olofsson look like? Like Victor Olofsson obviously has been in the, some rumors over the last week that there could be a change of scenery for Victor Olofsson and that Kevin Adams could look at that. Uh, what's the market for Olofsson look like? Like what does a goal scorer like him be able to go out and fetch? Well, I mean, teams are always looking for goal scoring. You know, that's that's pretty obvious. Uh, I've only heard that name in media speculation, and and okay. that doesn't mean that it's not real, Marty. Don't don't take that the wrong way because I'll look at Travis Konechny and the Philadelphia Flyers or Scotty Lawton, who we've talked about before. And there's reason why you're going to see a name like those names on trade bait graphics on TSN and and all over the National Hockey League media um, because somebody has thrown that name out there. Uh, but it kind of feels like if if Olofsson is a piece that the Buffalo Sabres have to include, then it's got to be something that's significant coming back, right? I mean, that would that would make sense. So you're either talking about adding that defense or maybe getting into a goalie market that Kevin Adams isn't hot and bothered by, but maybe mm-hmm. there's an opportunity to upgrade in that position that he really wasn't considering at an affordable price. But I, I mean, I'll poke around, I'll dig on it, but I haven't heard from another team that Olofsson is uh, is definitely in play. Do you think Konechny will be? Well, I know that the Flyers are listening, right? And normally when you're listening and you're not saying, yeah, that's a hard no, unless you come back with something that's going to change my mind, mm-hmm. then I, I think there's a decent chance. I do. Um, but, you know, again, I, I keep beating the drum of Scotty Lawton because he's such a serviceable player. Uh, and then I want to flip back in defense of those two guys and the position that Briere is in. You know, Philadelphia needs to at least stay competitive. You know, right. They're going through a rebuild. We know that. Well, those two players are pretty competitive and pretty important, you know, to the fan base in, in trying to establish that. But if if someone makes the offer, um, and, and look, like the Vancouver Canucks are in a in a bit of a pressure situation there, right? Mm-hmm. You know, they go out, they make the coaching changes that they made. Um I'm not saying that Rick Tockett wasn't a popular hire. He's a very good coach. And I think that the fan base has learned to appreciate that. It was more about dispatching Bruce Boudreaux and telling the fans that this is a team that isn't going to continue to kind of wallow. No, they're going to turn the corner very quickly. Well, they need a number three center. They can't go without an upgrade at at number three center position. So, you know, how do you do that and, and free up some money, which they also have to do? Well, you can do that via trade. And probably have to give up something that you're not going to love having to give up. But that's how you acquire players like Lawton or Konechny. Um, So unless you want to go into free agency and then you've got Alex Kerfoot, but that doesn't help your cap situation. So that's a scenario that I could see unfolding and perhaps encouraging Philly to make a move like that. I was going to go with the um, the buyout window opening tomorrow, but because you're mentioning the Flyers, yeah. um, did they hire John LeClaire to play? 
or <laughs> is he an advisor to hockey operations? Uh, I mean, I seen John LeClaire at an uh, all-star like alumni game and he can still shoot. Now he's a lot Ooh. bigger than he was, but he was already big. Um, what, what do you make of that? Like Danny Briere kind of, Keith Jones, you know, getting yeah. Patrick Sharp. Patrick Sharp. It used to be like Bobby Clark and Paul Holmgren, and it yeah. was those guys. It feels like now they moved on to a different generation of alumni with Philadelphia. Yeah, I think that's exactly what they're doing, right? You know, they're they're trying to shift the culture there. Um, and that would have fully been endorsed, endorsed by by uh Jonesy and by Briere, of course. You know, Patty Sharp now involved in that process. Somebody joked on Twitter when LeClaire was announced that, you know, what is, is Renberg coming in as well? Yes. You know, is Eric, you know, doing much? I mean, maybe Lindros wants to, you know, continue to, to, to kind of mend things with the Flyers as an organization. It's somewhat tongue in cheek, but, you know, those guys were, were such a big part of, uh, I would say a fairly successful history in Philadelphia and they're all bright hockey minds. And, I, I think it's good. Hey, the more people that you have insulating and surrounding Danny Briere, I think the better chance he has of winning a battle with John Tortorella, whatever that battle looks like. And trust me, you know, with with Torts having a seat at that management table, there is going to be some so, interesting debates and discussions. So what they did a lot last year is whenever they had a um, a town hall, like they would bring season ticket holder, yeah. and instead of bringing Chuck to talk to the fans, they brought Briere because they couldn't boo Danny Briere. Well, now he's the GM, so they could boo him, but they're going to bring John LeClaire on stage, and well, what are you going to do? You can't no. boo John LeClaire. No. So that's why they're doing. They're protecting their own by adding this buffer zone around. Hey, Jonesy's dumb like a fox, right? We've been around him a long, long time <laughs> in media circles, uh, whether it's horse racing or hockey. Yeah, Keith Jones has every angle covered. Back to the blue line quickly. Um, most likely to depart from the Blue Jackets based on their now surplus of defensemen. That's a good question. Uh you know, the, the expectation is, as we know, that, yeah, they've got a glut of them. So they're mm -hmm. they're they're going to dangle one or two of those guys out there. Uh, the question is, who is it and who's most likely? And to be fair, I don't have a, harm, or a firm answer on that. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a number of guys that you could see in play, but they're not in a hurry either. I mean, the one thing you know is that teams always covet, you know, good defense. Maybe they wait until the unrestricted free agent market drifts through, right? And there's yeah. going to be teams that don't get the player that they want. And, and more often than not, because the salary cap doesn't appear to be going up as much as most teams would prefer, you know, you want to make a trade rather than sign a free agent because you manage the money better that way. So, hey, Yarmo's got a plan. There's no doubt about that. I mean, he's not just collecting good defense. At some point, you know, he's probably going to have to or want to add a forward. And then maybe mm -hmm. at that point, that's a scenario that makes sense. Have yeah, you heard the I, name Jake Bean at all? or It's like, out there. Uh, yeah, it's a, that's out there. That's out there. But uh, I don't, again, it's it's always hard. And I talk to a number of NHL executives on a weekly basis. And they'll admit, yeah, I've heard that name. But have you heard that directly from the general manager? Or are you hearing that because you you follow certain people on Twitter and, and you see the speculation that's out there? But I have heard being in a in a bigger in a bigger kind of scale discussion.
Yeah, and Peak is interesting too yeah, because yeah, he's, got, he's yeah. got three years left and he's got yeah. size and he's a right D. He also right. is holding the green jacket after a dash 41 last year, but I, obviously that's <laughs> yeah. completely because of the situation that they yeah. were in, which is without any top defenseman and you had very little in the way of goaltending as well. Uh, Marty, any last one for Dregs well, here? Quickly we... on Aiden Hill. We talked about him earlier yes. in the show, but is this yeah. like a Vegas as a, a race to try to sign him before July 1st? Because if not... Uh, the door opens and uh, probably walked away in free agency. Yeah, look, I mean, that's the plan, right? Is for Jerry Johansson, who represents Aiden Hill, to have that conversation with Kelly McCrimmon first. You know, find out what the appetite is to to get him extended. I would think it would be pretty high. But then what's the market look like for Aiden Hill? Does he leave money on the table? It feels like he's going to have to if he wants to stay in Vegas. And is that fair to him? Well, that's the business side. But it starts with the Vegas Golden Knights and Aiden Hill. Five seconds or less. Dubois for Debrinket. Who says no? Ooh. Uh, Dubois. Yeah. Of course, he says no to everything. He's not Greg's going not. to Montreal. There's no Greg, way they're paying him more than Suzuki. That's why and Ottawa Coffee seemed like so. the yeah. closest geographical fit. Dregs, thank yeah. you. We'll see you next week here on Sabres Live. You guys, have a great weekend. There he is, Darren Dreger from TSN. We're we back Friday? Right <laughs> we get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We're back with more of Sabres Live. Presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. How many people would you guess drank from the trophy? Like I, like you guys seem to be passing it around to thousands and thousands of people. Like it would be, would it be like ten thousand people drank from the trophy? A, a good estimate. Yeah, I mean, I don't think you're far off there. I uh, I ended up with the trophy Sunday night after uh, after we took it out for the day, and I woke up and looked at it and. Gave it a quick polish. It was, uh, it, it was see some fingerprints and some mouse and different drinks poured on it. So I think, and I think Ethan O'Connor had it the, the next day and he said the same thing. He, he cleaned it up pretty well. So it's, uh, it's definitely uh, made its round, uh, its rounds for sure. Sabres live overtime, a bandits championship celebration. It's out there now on all your favorite platforms. Soak it in and soak it all in tonight. The bandits championship celebration in the Plaza, 5 PM. So much going on. Just follow uh, the bandits social channels and ours at Sabres live to follow along. And ultimately find your way up Washington street to the bandits at the Bison's game tonight. What a night it will be. Honestly, it's been so much fun, Marty. I can't stop laughing. What, about just, this or uh, that, Duffer? What is worse, <laughs> the fingerprints or the mouth on the trophy? As Ian said, there was a lot of fingerprints and mouth. Uh, you know what? It's all in the form of winning, so I'm happy with My only this or that for you is oil or vinegar. I'm going with water. Oh. This or that or the other thing. I, man, way to Aqua. buzz kill. Bye. See you tomorrow. Enjoy Bandit Land tonight. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.